Welcome to the Creative Analytics channel, where we deep dive on topics like mindset, marketing, strategy, and operations to help founders win in business. Today, I wanna to talk about how to scale your business. And this is gonna be a two-part series. The first part, we're gonna talk about kind of the foundation of this framework that I have for you. So the first step or foundational element that I wanna talk about that you need to have considered or put in place before you begin to embark on a, a journey to scale your business is mindset. So what do I mean when I say mindset? I want you to first consider the reason why you wanna scale your organization. Is it money? Is it because you want to have the freedom to um, live a different lifestyle and you want your business to run on autopilot without your constant um, oversight and time? If you're looking to grow profit, those are some of the reasons why you might want to scale your organization. After you consider the why, then you should consider what your exit strategy is for this organization. I would say that pretty much all entrepreneurs should have an exit strategy in mind while they're building their business. And that exit strategy looks different for a lot of people. Sometimes you want to create a legacy. And so you're envisioning passing down this business through generations. Uh, and you want to establish this business and make sure that it's running in a way that you can pass it off to someone else in your family or someone else that's trusted. Some others want to exit with a sale. So they want to build a business that's saleable, um, that's bankable, uh, one that a stranger can acquire and continue operations without much downtime. Another thing you should consider in terms of mindset is differentiation. What is different about your organization in comparison to your competitors and in the general marketplace? Are you offering a really unique product or service? Are you offering some operational differentiators like um, quality control or uh, you have really good systems in place operationally? Are you delivering outstanding customer service? Do you have a really solid people uh, resource where your customer service is really, you know, stellar or skills of your, um, you know, R&D team is really outstanding where you all are really coming up with really unique ideas for products and services and creating a uh, culture where your customers, you have early adopters and things like that. You could think about Apple, for example, and how they are constantly being innovators in their space, coming up with products that are unique in the market that drive a lot of early adopters. Also, they consider the user experience constantly as they're innovating their products. So these are different ways you can differentiate your company. And you want to consider differentiation before you embark on a journey to scale your organization because you're going to leverage those differentiators in your scaling strategy. 
That's how you're going to identify opportunities to reduce your costs, to reduce your costs for acquisition, to improve your marketing, to improve your sales processes and sales communications and things like that, which in the end will help streamline those processes and increase your ability to scale. When you decide that you're going to scale your business, it's going to become something that you're thinking about all the time. And that's a good thing. You want to always have your ear to the ground and you want to have your mind on opportunities to scale and whether or not the decisions you're making day to day in your company or whoever is operating your company is aligned with your scaling strategy. Because if you're spending time or money, efforts uh, or energy on uh, developing systems or processes or making decisions that don't align with that scaling strategy, then you're really kind of shooting yourself in your foot and you're not going to have the scale in the time frame that you might be looking for and it's going to take a longer time for you to get to your final destination. Another consideration when you are looking to scale your business is being a financial steward for your company. Someone in the organization who's leading and running the organization or someone who is at a, a decision-making level in your organization, perhaps a CFO or a COO or someone else that you are working with day-to-day -to, -day to run and manage the operations in the business, should constantly be aware of where the company stands financially and what the opportunities and threats are in the area of finances for the company. You should always know what your profit margins are. You should know what your costs are, your expenses. You should have a budget. You should be paying your bills on time and have a process for that. You should be building the credit for your organization or at the very least your own personal credit so that you can take advantage of opportunities to grow when they present themselves to you. Um, a lot of times it takes money to grow. And so it's kind of a, a difficult situation sometimes when you want to grow, but you need money to grow. And then if your credit or your financial situation, whether it be for you or the business or both, is not bankable, then you're not going to be able to get the funds that you need in order to fund that scalability operation or strategy that you have in order to fund the scaling strategy that, you, that you've developed. Scaling is a process that touches every part of your organization. You are going to make decisions in every department and division that are going to impact your overall scaling strategy. If you decide to improve your sales process, or you come up with a lead generation system to increase the leads and therefore the gross revenue that's coming into the business. And then your expenses are greater than what you're bringing in or your uh, net, your profit margin is really negatively impacted by the amount of expenses that you have, then that is going to cause a problem for your scaling opportunities. Being a financial steward really requires constant monitoring of what is going on and going, coming in and going out of your business at all times. 
You should always have cash reserves, savings, operating budgets, and be managing those things on a day-to-day basis so that when expenses start to grow, you can get a hold of it, rein that in, and reduce your expenses. Scaling with a reduction in your profit margin is not ideal. That's not a long-term scaling strategy. A lot of people want to scale their business so that they can make more money, so that they can retire and do what they want to do. A lot of people want to scale their business so that they can sell their business and exit and do do what they want with their time, whether that be start another business or just travel. Um, So knowing why you want to scale your business is going to empower you and give you motivation to constantly consider how to scale your business. If you're not always thinking about how to scale your business, then you're not going to make the best decisions day to day to scale your business. I have to constantly think Whenever one of my team members asks me, what should we do about this? Or how should we you know, make this change in this process? I'm always thinking about how does that decision impact us growing? And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about mindset. I'm talking about what is it that you, what is your reason for scaling? And how can you change your mindset so that it is 100% of the time in your mind that you want to scale and how you're going to scale what that end result looks like what's your vision for scaling whenever you're making a decision about your business differentiation is how you make your company stand out in the marketplace and against your competitors and specifically from the view of your customer if you really understand what your company's unique selling proposition is or how it's differentiated in the marketplace. That will help you identify better opportunities to scale. And it will also help you constantly ideate and brainstorm of ways that you can make adjustments in your marketing communications and your overall strategy and your sales communications and your processes so that it aligns with promoting that differentiation in the marketplace and aligns with your scaling strategy at the same time. When you're a founder, particularly a CEO, so not just a founder, I'm talking about CEOs right now, people that are leading the company day to day. The biggest responsibility that a CEO has, well, I would say the top two or three um, responsibilities that a CEO has is to constantly manage revenue and increasing revenue, growing the company financially and the profit margin of the company. Another is to lead the strategy and the strategic planning and implementation of the strategy that they have developed for the company to grow and achieve those goals and objectives that they've identified for the near future or long-term future. They're also responsible for creating a culture and leading an organization to aim or to move towards the vision that they have created or have adopted for the company and make the mission 
a real part of the day-to-day operations of the company, such as, you know, how the company's moving and how they're interacting with their customer base or their prospects. Being a financial steward is super critical. And it's part of what I said in terms of managing the revenue and profit margin of your organization, because in order for you to increase your profit margin, you have to know what your operating expenses and other expenses are at all times, whether or not those numbers are going up in proportion to your profit margin. You also need to understand what income is coming in in order to be able to measure the difference between your expenses and your income and therefore your profit margin. So think of a financial steward as a flock of sheep. You want to keep the sheep together. And the sheep in this instance is your income and expenses and your profit margin. You want to constantly monitor and protect your profit margin. And when you're thinking of scaling your organization, protecting that profit margin and growing that profit margin, being a a shepherd of the growth of your profit margin is part of scaling. Your culture is the ethos of your company or your brand. It represents the core values that you've identified. It's, It's how those core values that you've identified for your organization combined with your vision and your mission, it's how that comes to life. How the company's operations, the way that they represent not they, but the way your company represents itself to the public and to their customer base, how those core values come to life through how the company represents itself to customers and potential customers. That culture should always further the vision and the mission that you've established for your organization. As the founder of your company, you should be the person who is really most knowledgeable about what the mission and vision and ethos of your company is. And so as a leader of your organization, you need to impart that on the rest of the team at all times. And as you're growing the people that are in your organization, that they're a good representation of the core values within your organization. In order to do that, you have to communicate that culture. It has to be something that is constantly a benchmark that you're checking people against, processes against, operations against, communications against. And so that is why communicating culture is really important to scaling your organization because your team needs to move like a well-oiled machine. Everyone within the organization should really be aware and own those core values, that mission and that vision, and make sure that they are considering those things in their day-to-day operations of whatever they're doing for the company. So that's why communicating culture is really important to scaling your organization because without communicating that culture, you're gonna have a lot of disparity 
and how people are moving in your organization. And that could come in, it could conflict with your scaling that you're trying to accomplish because they're getting in the way of that growth. My next tip is strategy. So strategy is your plan of action, right? So if you don't have a vision for where you want this company to grow, and that vision should be measurable, that goal should be measurable, if you don't have that in mind, then how can you achieve it? You have to have a plan of action, and that is your strategy. So you need to know how your scaling plan is going to be impacted by each department in your organization, as well as how each department in your organization can impact your scaling strategy. I recommend that you document your scaling strategy, that you're constantly aware and have a resource that you can always refer back to or point someone in your organization to, to say, here's the strategy that we have of how we're gonna grow the organization. Another part of strategy is your partnership strategy or your affiliate strategy. Scaling by yourself is a lot harder to do than scaling with others. The way that your partnership strategy or your affiliate strategy plays into this scaling strategy, this overall scaling strategy, is if you can align your company with other organizations or people who are targeting or who have a hold of the same target audience that you have, then they can help you get your word out faster than you can on your own. If they can't do it faster, they can surely do it cheaper because then they're responsible for that investment in scaling the promotion of your organization and getting the word out more than what you can do on your own. So that's why a partnership strategy or an affiliate strategy, as well as an overall strategy and plan that's met with a measurable goal in mind of how you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be in terms of scaling is really, really important. So the next tip is hiring. Hiring is actually very similar to that partnership and affiliate strategy that I was just talking about. Because if it's just you, again, it's very hard to scale because you have 24 hours in the day. And we all know as founders that you can often spend the majority of your 24 hours either thinking or doing in your business. So in order to scale, you have to add more hours into the mix. You have to sleep, you have to eat, you have to take vacation, you have to take time off, you might be sick. And so in order for you to serve more people or expand your operations, you're gonna need help. And so hiring is really important because the people that you're bringing on board have to be able to drive or to support the vision that you have for your company in your place. Eventually, as you're scaling your business, you're going to start delegating. You're going to start passing the torch 
to other people in your organization. Delegating could be the smallest task of cleaning your, your office space to a much bigger task of managing all of your bill payments. And it takes an amount of trust to be able to pass those tasks off to other people. And so in order to build that trust, you have to believe in the people that you have working with you. And I know for me, part of that trust is built by identifying and confirming that the people that you have working for you are competent. And beyond the competence, that they're able to do the job that they were hired to do in a way that will almost as if you were doing it yourself. Another thing is that as you're scaling your business, because as you grow and you elevate as the leader of your organization, you may not be answering the phones as much. You may not be writing emails as much. You may not be packing and shipping products as much. You may not be paying bills. And so all these different areas involve systems and processes. And those need to, again, support your vision and your mission and the overall scaling operation or strategy that you have in mind. And so in order for that to happen in, in an efficient, successful way that's aligned with your scaling strategy, you need to listen to your team because they are the people who are now going to be touching your customer directly. They're the ones who may be touching your vendors directly. They're the ones who may be creating or documenting processes. And so in order for, for them to really be like your minions, right? And to really be like a, another, another uh, clone of you is that you have to hire people who are, who, who you like working with, who support your vision and your mission and the culture of your organization and want to see the company succeed. They have to be invested. They have to have some skin in the game. They have to be, you know, willing to, to, to work late hours sometimes or to, you know, do things that might be uncomfortable for them or things that they don't want to do so that the company can grow. But again, they're supporting the company, not you, right? This is about an organization. This is about a, uh, uh, an idea that you've developed that now other people are rallying behind to support. And so in the, con in the context of scaling, you're moving like a pack, right? You're moving like a wolf pack. You all have the same goals. You all have the same uh, plan. No, without even speaking necessarily to each other on a constant basis, you're kind of vibing off of this is where we're going. We all know where we're going and this is how we can get there. And everybody's ideas start to fuel that scaling um, project into something that really has legs to it. Can't improve anything without measuring. If you don't know where you are at all times, you don't know how you're doing in relation to where you want to be. So if you've already identified where you want to be, this is your scaling vision, right? Let's say that currently my company is making $100,000 a year and I want my company to make $500,000 next year, all right? If I am not tracking on a monthly, 
weekly, potentially daily, and especially quarterly basis, how long could I go without not realizing where I'm at and therefore course correct if I'm off base, right? So if I want to make $500,000 next year, I need to make four times more than I made the previous year. So whatever I did to get to 100,000, I got to add four times that to the mix in order to get to the 500, right? Because it's a total of five times more than I'm going to make. But I've already made 100,000 this year. If I want to get to 500,000, I got to figure out a strategy of how to get that 400,000. Now, if I've successfully got to 100,000, there's probably some things in there that I've been doing that I can replicate and expand on and do more of in order to get more money. So if I need to make $100,000, if I need to make $400,000 more than I did this year, then that means that I need to make $100,000 more each quarter than what I've currently been making, right? Because I've been making $25,000 a quarter. If I want to make $500,000 in a year, I now need to make $125,000 in each quarter, right? Because 125,000 times four is 500,000. So if I need to get there, then I need to constantly be measuring so that I know well before the quarter, the first quarter is over, whether or not I'm close to making 125,000. If I'm not, then I need to be able to quickly identify what I'm doing wrong, what I need to change in my strategy and my day-to-day -day operations in order to hit that smaller target. So in order to do that, I need to be constantly measuring where I'm at in relation to where I want to go. And that, and that is really not just measuring, uh, you know, your gross revenue, but also measuring your expenses in relation to that income. Again, measuring your profit margin. How much are you having left over at the end of the quarter after you've made 125000 Did you spend one hundred and fifteen, and now you only have $10,000 left over for the quarter? That's not ideal because that means that your expenses are too high. So it's really important to constantly measure where you're at in order to constantly improve and get to the goals that you have. One of the core values in creative analytics is Kaizen. And Kaizen is my last tip in this part one of the series that I want to share with you. Kaizen is the Japanese word for continuous improvement. And just like I mentioned that you want to measure constantly, you have to take the steps of actually improving. Because if you just track where you are and you monitor your spending, you monitor your income and so forth and so on, that's great. But if you don't take it that next step and actually adopt new practices, and improve your operations and things like that constantly, you know, find the bottlenecks in your scaling strategy and course correct. 
Kaizen is something that needs to be implemented throughout your organization. So every division or department of your organization should be constantly or continuously improving their operations, their systems, their processes. If each department is responsible for measuring against goals and continuously improving uh, against those bottlenecks that they've identified or if they're not meeting those goals, then as a group, again, you're moving as a wolf pack here, as a group, you all will see continuous improvement in organization. What is scaling? Continuous improvement. Growth, right? Growth is supported by continuous improvement. It must be permeated throughout your entire organization in order for the overall organization to really see traction. I want to give you an example about this. Let's say that every department in your organization is scaling except for the procurement department. Let's say that the procurement department where they're spending all of your money, whether that be to buy inventory, whether that be to um, buy more things on credit and pay more interest, whether that be to uh, um, uh, move into a, a, a bigger uh, office space before you need to, um, or buy a really fancy computer that you don't need, those decisions can really jeopardize the continuous improvement that the other departments in your organization have made. So it's almost like taking five steps forward and then you have this one department that's taking four steps back for the whole organization. So everybody has to buy in within your organization around this concept of continuous improvement. And that's my final tip. So I wanna know out of these tips, what was the most impactful to you or where do you think you're really at right now with your scaling strategy in your business?